You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Fun fact. I like fun facts. When we came to this church, um, I, we were not who you see standing here today. And I remember I had never gone up to get prayer before, ever, in any church. And the second or third time we came, God spoke to me, go up to that person and ask her to pray for you. You need prayer from her. And I didn't do it. And the whole week, I was like, please, God, for, like, don't strike down lightning on me. Like, you know, when you know that you've been disobedient, that it was one of those times. So I could not wait for Sunday. And I was so awkward, you guys, but I just didn't even care because I was trying to make it right between me and God. And I like ran up. I'm like, I don't know you. You don't know me. But God told me that you're supposed to pray for me. Like I was one of the like weirdos. Anyway, that's how I began my friendship with Pastor Stacy. And God knew that I needed her in my life. And she's just poured into me. She's been such an amazing friend. She's an incredible pastor. And we're blessed that she calls Eastlake home. <laughs> pastor Stacy. <clears throat> So we are in a series called Enlarge. It's our Vision Builder series. You're going to be hearing a lot about that. It is one of my favorite things that our church does. And if you would have told me that that would be the case when we came in, I would have laughed in your face because I was one of the ones that was a little bit uneasy about talking about money in church, mainly because I didn't want Mike to judge me. But anyway, it's just incredible when you get the revelation of what God wants to do through enlarging the tents. It's just amazing. So we are inviting all of you guys to be a part of Vision Builders. So you're probably warming uh, the, the little info sheet on your seat. If not, you can go to the info booth. We're going to be talking about it a lot. But... Tonight, I am super excited because I felt God say that tonight's going to be a night of breakthrough. And who doesn't like some breakthrough in their life? I want breakthrough in my life. I'm going to be right down there at the altar with you guys later because this is a message for me as much as it is for us as a campus. And I'm so privileged. I'm so honored. I do not take lightly just the weight of, of bringing you the word of God. And I felt God say when I was preparing that um, there are ways that we think that aren't serving us anymore. There are seasons that we've walked through that we don't actually have to be on guard anymore. Like if you're tense, if your shoulders are up to your ears, can I just encourage you like, let's take a deep breath, put your shoulders down, let the tension leave. You're in a safe place. And you have been brought into a place where God is wanting to actually do something significant and bring breakthroughs so that you can walk out those doors different than when you came in. <clears throat> there are people in here who are actually fearful of the future because of what you've experienced in your past. And you don't ever want to experience the feelings that you experienced when you walked through a certain season to the point where you are hesitant when I say there's good things in your future. You don't want to see because you don't want to experience what you experienced in the past. And God tonight is going to free you from that, where you're going to invite the future in, no matter what the future holds, because of who God is making you tonight. 
So the title of my message is Onward and Upward. Come on. There we go. Yes. Onward and Upward. Because the Christian walk, our identity is marked by movement, by moving from one place to another place. But not just that. This is what I love about the gospel. We're not just going from point A to point B. Like we're not just getting saved and then walking it out till we get to heaven. There's actually an upward component to the Christian faith as well. And the enemy has done his darndest to silence that peace so that those that are in the world look at us and think, why would I want to do that? Like I can party it up and then die. Like why would I want that? It's because the upward part is missing from the gospel. They haven't heard it yet, but all through the word of God, we see that when we say yes to Jesus, he has so much for us and it's an adventure. It's a journey and we are constantly being transformed. So tonight I'm gonna show you a few different scriptures and I'm gonna challenge you and invite you to the altar at the end of the night because I really believe that some old mindsets are gonna be left at the altar. I believe that there's gonna be some fears, some healing that happens so that you can actually invite in the onward and upward component of what it means to be a Christian. And here at Awaken Church, we love you enough to not let you stay stuck. I don't want any of you guys staying stuck. That is the worst, most frustrating feeling in the entire world, in my opinion. And I, I know that because I have been stuck before. Actually, most of 2019, I felt very stuck. I was struggling with just kind of where I was going. I didn't know what God had next for us. We were, you know, really being challenged. Mike was working in a, in a workplace that wasn't very fulfilling for him. I was trying to figure out what friendships looked like. I was really Honestly, I was in a very insecure season. And that was me leading into saying yes to pastoring all of you guys. <laughs> yeah, so I remember uh, there was about a month's time um, from the time that we said yes to campus pastoring to all of you guys finding out. And that was a hard month for me because I was just living in my thoughts. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not fit to do this. Why did you say, why did you say that I should be pastoring? Like, I can barely keep my own relationships and, and what I'm wanting. Like, I feel so stuck. Like, why would you put me in this position? And I was having this internal dialogue with the Holy Spirit while I was driving south on the 805. And I'll never forget it. I was venting. And the Holy Spirit firmly spoke to me and said, your season of being insecure is over. Have you ever been schooled by the Holy Spirit? Where you're, you know, he wants you to share your heart. He, he's a safe place, like he's God. He already knows all of your thoughts. But there are times when he intervenes and he says, stop it, knock it off. And in that season where I felt so stuck, the Holy Spirit came in and spoke to me and said, your season of being insecure is over. He showed me that in order to step into all that he had for me, I had to get rid of the old wineskin. And if you don't know about that scripture, it's okay, I'm gonna read it to you. Matthew 9, 16 through 17 says this. 
No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth onto an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Honestly, I don't sew. I don't really know what that is like. (laughs) But neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. I do enjoy a glass of wine. So this spoke to me. (laughs) If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. They pour new wine into new wineskins so that both are preserved. So what a wineskin is, is it actually is animal skin. So back in the Bible times, they stored wine in what they called a wineskin, and it was literally just a, a piece of animal skin. But animal skin, once you put wine into it, it expands. And new wine expands over time. So if you put new wine into a wineskin that's already expanded, there's no room for the wine and it will actually burst the skin. It will tear the skin apart and all the wine will fall out. And so Jesus in this parable was sharing with people that, and he was talking about the Pharisees and how the old way of doing church, the old way of doing religion wasn't actually gonna work for what he was bringing in, which was the gospel. It would actually rip it and everything would fall out and nothing would be preserved. But in Christ, we receive new wineskins. And I even believe that in different seasons, our wineskin stretches. You will hear, if you listen to Pastor Mike's message, expand your tent pegs. But you can only expand it to a certain extent for a season. Once your tent pegs expand, once you let God do all that he can do within that season, it's time for a new wineskin. And if you get stuck, more than likely, it's because you haven't allowed yourself to be washed. So how you uh, restore a wineskin is it's soaked in water, which is like the Holy Spirit, the word of God. And then they would rub oil into it, the anointing pouring out of the anointing. So when you reach your full capacity, what do you do to receive and step into a new wineskin? You let yourself be submersed with the Holy Spirit. You let yourself come to the altar and let the Holy Spirit pour his anointing over you. And you actually draw a line in the sand and say, this wineskin is not serving me anymore. The new wine that's coming is going to require me to get rid of the old wineskin. But if you try to walk into your future holding on to that stretched out, taut wineskin, it's going to feel very painful. And there are a lot of us where when we go through seasons of trauma, when we go through seasons of difficulty, when we go through seasons where it's been hard, it is difficult sometimes for us to realize that it's going to require a shedding of the old mindset, a shedding of the old so that you can step into all that God has for you. And the Lord wants to remind you today, those of you specifically that have gone through trauma, Those of you specifically that have experienced a really hard year or a really hard season, you survived. 
You survived your city here in the house of God, which means that you survived. But now it is time and the Lord is encouraging you to take off the old and to step into the new so that he can pour new wine in, so that you can receive your future with open arms, so that you don't taint or project the old into the new to where it would tear and all that goodness, all that revelation, all the anointing would fall out. God is wanting to step us onward and into the new things, but it requires a shedding and a transforming of your mind to be able to do that effectively. Amen. So there's a story, and if you grew up in in Sunday school, the song will come to your mind, but it's the story of Zacchaeus, the wee little man. who climbed up into the sycamore tree. And um, I was praying over this message. I was praying for you guys. And the Holy Spirit dropped Zacchaeus into my mind. And I knew it was God because I don't really ever think about that Bible story. (laughs) But I think about the song, but not the Bible story. Anyway, I want to read it to you because uh, I think that God wants to use the story of Zacchaeus to help us as we're moving onward in our life. So this is what... The word of God says, Luke 19, four through seven, the story of Zacchaeus. So Zacchaeus ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. And I wanna hone in on this next verse. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Like, that is convicting. When I read that scripture, I never want to be a church where somebody comes in and they crave the Holy Spirit. They are up here worshiping God. They are at the altar. They are getting their lives transformed. They climb down. They invite Jesus in. They start a connect group. They are rocking it. God is doing amazing things. And then all of us are going, oh my gosh, but did you know? Who is, who is that person to be doing that in church? Because just as God gives us grace to move onward, we as a church must assume the best about our brothers and sisters' journey as well. If we can stop looking at ourselves at who we used to be, then the other side of that coin is we must stop looking at each other and thinking, who are they to be serving? Who are they to be leading? Who are they to have that dream? Because God wants to do a new thing and he is doing a new thing. And I've been having a lot of conversations lately and it's honestly been very revealing and also very, um, what's the word? I'm aggravated (laughs) because I keep hearing about people's pasts, but it's time to actually help people move into their futures. And can we as a church champion one another? Can we assume the best when we have conversations, when somebody comes to you and shares a dream of their heart, can you assume the best about somebody and actually help them move forward in those things and not bring up the past of 2019? 
if you guys projected onto me as your campus pastor who I was in 2019, you would be talking real bad about me. Just saying. I was not fit to be a campus pastor in 2019. But God, but God, because I said yes to God. And I said yes to be obedient. And God changed me. He empowered me. He's, he poured his anointing over Mike and I to be able to lead you how he wants you to be led. Can you do that for those that come around you? Can you open your doors to those that maybe have hurt you in the past? But 2020 changed all of us. None of us are the same. Can we help each other see each other how God sees us? so that we can all move forward together and not keep looking in the past. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. It's a new day. It's a new season. It's a new season for our campus. We get so, I mean, Mike and I talk about you guys all the time, every single day, and we talk about how excited we are about what God is doing. We talk about the breakthrough that we're seeing and those that are coming into our campus and experiencing true transformation, where they're started from here, but now they're here. And those little victories are the biggest victories of all. The first time somebody comes to men's prayer, Mike's like, oh my gosh, guess who came to men's prayer? And then God did this. And isn't it, isn't it amazing? Like what, what must God have for their future? That's how we talk about you guys. And I want you to experience that same joy. So it starts with yourself, but then it extends out to our church family. Which leads me into point number two. Don't worry, I only have two points tonight. <laughs> Upward, upward is my second point. So there's a Proverbs, I love it. It's Proverbs 15, 24. It says, the way of the righteous winds upward. There's other translations that say, those that walk in wise counsel, their, their lives wind upward. And I wanna point out to you guys the difference between a circle and a spiral. So a circle, I'm like, how do I do this? Okay, this is, this is a circle, right? So if you're in a circle, you're gonna see this, you're gonna actually physically walk across the same points that you're walking, right? So if you're living a life where you're not in church, where you're not getting discipled, where you're stuck in your own thoughts, you're in your feelings, as life goes on, you're gonna recognize your same self because you take yourself wherever you go. And if you just walk in a circle, you don't invite wisdom into your life, you will see patterns begin to emerge. You will see yourself deal with different circumstances in different seasons, but the same you. Spiral, all right? A spiral adds the element of winding upward. So, if you're looking down at your life, it still looks like a circle. But when you step back, it actually is a spiral. 
And I've had so many conversations with people and it goes something like this. This is going on and I'm just so afraid that I'm gonna get triggered again or that I'm not gonna know what to do because when it happened back then, it was so hard for me and it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. And now I see it coming back up again. But the enemy wants you to think that you are in a circle. But when you invite wisdom in, you're in a whole different realm. You're in a whole different place. Your mindset is in a whole different place. How you believe about yourself, how you believe about those around you, how you look at your situations, you are a whole different person. Don't let the devil trick you into thinking that you are the same person from two years ago, looking at a situation that you're in right now and you assuming that you're gonna handle that same situation like you did back here. Because when you invite wisdom in, you are spiraling upward, baby. You're going onward and upward. And no matter what comes your way, you're gonna have new levels of wisdom. You're gonna have new levels of revelation. You're gonna have new levels of anointing. You're gonna have new levels of the power of the Holy Spirit. You're gonna know what to do, what to say, how to pray, because it's gonna be completely different. The enemy wants you to think that you are the same person but the determining factor from going from a circle to a spiral is wisdom, the wisdom of the Lord. I want you to understand that when you say yes to God, you are constantly being transformed. Do you understand what that means? It means that how you were is not how you are right now. And you are in a discipleship-driven church. Do you know what that looks like? It looks like when you go to prayer on Tuesdays, you're going to learn how to pray so that when you walk out of the church doors, you're going to know how to perceive things how God perceives them, not how the world perceives it. The world is upside down, jacked up, crazy. Literally clownville, you guys. The things that I hear and see, I'm like, is anybody else seeing this? Like, what? The culture of our world is completely chaotic. But wisdom, being a part of the church where you come in, where you understand the truth of the word, you bring that into the world. You bring that change into the world. You are the one that is in offense and not defense. And tonight, God wants to activate that in you. He wants you to understand who you are, and it's gonna take some action on your part. It's gonna take you going to God, going to Connect Leader, coming to prayer, and actually with your own words saying, God, I, am, I don't wanna be who I was. I wanna be transformed. I want wisdom in my life. I wanna have discernment. The month of June is Pride Month, and Pride Month has made its way into Sesame Street and Blue's Clues to the point where I have to vet what my kids are watching. If we aren't surrounded by people that can point us to the truth of the word so that we are empowered, we don't get bullied into a corner, we are the ones moving the kingdom of God forward. We are the ones dictating culture. We are the ones that establish the kingdom of God here on earth. It's not about just writing it out till we get to heaven. God has plans and purposes and he wants to do a new thing in your life. Philippians 3, 12 through 14 says this. 
Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Not that I have obtained this, I press forward, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. How powerful is that scripture? That's for you. That's in the word of God, for you. It's time to leave the old wineskins at the altar. It's time to forget about those hurts, to release forgiveness for who needs to be forgiven, which can I just say, <laughs> releasing forgiveness does not mean you go to the person, you tell them all the things they did to you and, and how you forgave them. Don't do that. Come to the altar and release forgiveness because forgiveness has way more to do with you than it does the other person. Let yourself make room, stretch out your tent, stretch out your wineskin for new wine. God wants to pour new wine into your hearts tonight. He wants to pour a fresh outpouring of his spirit, his anointing over you, over how you think, over how you view your relationships. I'm believing, I'm prophesying that our relationships are going to be so healthy in this house. We're gonna know how to have healthy relationships with one another. We're gonna know how to have conversations that may be hard at first, but because of the love that God has given us for one another, we're going to see breakthrough even in our friendships and our relationships and how we talk to our kids and how we honor our parents. God has all of that here for you tonight. So if everyone could just stand to their feet, I wanna open the altar up to those of you that want to make room for the new. A life of following God is all about movement. Pastor Juergen a few weeks ago said that when we are leading, when we are serving God, it's like we jump into the river. And if our scenery hasn't changed, then that's probably a bad sign. Your scenery should be changing. How you look at life should be changing. Stepping out in faith. What's on the inside of your hearts? What is God calling you upward into? What is he calling you into? I'm gonna pray, but I just want people to come on down. It's Wednesday night. It doesn't need to be official. And um, I'm gonna pray and then I'm gonna have the worship team actually sing a song. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> didn't tell them that. But I just really feel there's some things that require worship to receive breakthrough in. And a good starting place when you're wanting breakthrough, when you're wanting God to actually renew your mind is actually unlocked through singing, through worshiping Him. It says we enter into His courts through praise. So right now I'm gonna pray and then the worship team is gonna begin to sing. And I'm really believing and I'm really prophesying that you're actually gonna feel some things break off of you. You're gonna feel some lightness just come off of your shoulders. 
you're gonna experience the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Maybe He'll show you a picture of somebody that you need to release forgiveness right now at the altar. Maybe He'll put a new dream in your heart where you didn't think because you were stuck before that you could ever do anything like that. But can I remind you, church, that anything is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Anything is possible with God. There you go. <laughs> he wants to do a new thing and He is doing a new thing. And I don't wanna leave anyone behind because we are going places here at Awaken East Lake. And I want all of us to go together. I want all of us to be able to celebrate all that God has for us. So Holy Spirit, I thank you, Jesus, for every single person in this room. Have your way, Lord. Pour your spirit out, pour your anointing out. Pour out wisdom so that we may experience an upward spiral to our life. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, over new mindsets in the mighty name of Jesus. You're breaking off old ways of thinking. You're casting out a spirit of fear. There will be no fear of the future in this house in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that you are healing hearts. I thank you that you are giving hope back to those that have been hopeless. I thank you that you are unsticking people from the ruts that they have been in, that they are going to feel a fresh wind in how they do life and how they talk to their kids. I just saw a picture that there are some fathers in here that have not known how to connect with their kids. But tonight, God is actually going to show you how to take your family onward and upward. It starts with you, men. And so right now, if that's you, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're pouring wisdom over the fathers of this house. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that there's gonna be Holy Spirit-led conversations with fathers with their children. There's gonna be laughter. There's gonna be reconciliation. There's gonna be healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, that you are doing a new thing. I thank you, Jesus, that you're pouring your wisdom out. Do what only you can do, God. We love you, we're hungry for you. We believe that you're gonna do it in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, let's see. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.